This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to this special edition Askcast with me, Tim Stillman, looking ahead to Saturday's Continental Tyres League Cup final between Arsenal women and Manchester City women at Bramall Lane. What on earth is the Continental Tyres League Cup final, I hear you ask? Well, let me explain. The Continental, uh, or it's known as the Conti Cup, um, really, but whenever I say the Continental Cup, people always ask me if that's some kind of European competition, and it's not. It's just that it's sponsored by Continental Tyres. And really what it is, is a loose equivalent of the League Cup in men's football. It's not strictly a League Cup because only the top two divisions take part in the women's game because the gap between, say, the second tier and the third and fourth tier is just so pronounced that it's it would barely even be a competition. And quite frankly, um, even the gap between the top tier and the second tier is quite pronounced. Um, it starts off with a group stage and Arsenal had Lewis... Um, Charlton Athletic and Millwall Lionesses in their group and Arsenal beat Lewis 9-0 Charlton Athletic 5-0 um, and basically half of their academy team beat Millwall Lionesses 3-1 in a bit of a dead rubber so it's still not in its early stages the most competitive um, of tournaments but that's what it is it's kind of it's taken the place um, of the League Cup um, it was rebranded in 2011 um, you know, just as a, a as a different for, form of the League Cup, when the sponsorship all changed and uh, the Women's Super League was launched, they relaunched the League Cup as well in spon- in partnership with Continental Tires. So, it's 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 the League Cup in all but name, um, really. And Arsenal, as you are probably no doubt not surprised to hear, are incredibly successful in this competition since its 2011 rebrand. Arsenal have won five out of uh, the seven Continental Cups, um, losing in the final in another one. Um, and prior to the rebrand, they won it 10 times as the League Cup. So they've won it 15 times overall. So Arsenal are quite handy um, in this competition. Um, I, I spoke a little bit about what happened in the group stages. Arsenal also played West Ham and beat them, so they went through the group stage with a perfect record. Um, went into the quarter final and played Birmingham City at home, who are incredibly tough opponent, um, really really solid WSL team, and they were one nil up until the 84th minute. 
thankfully, um, late goals from Daniel van der Donk and a last a 93rd minute winner from Vivian Miedema put Arsenal through to the semi-final where they faced Manchester United, who are in their first year um, as a women's football team under Casey Stoney. Um, and Arsenal won that game 2-1 thanks to two goals from Vivian Miedema, whose name you will hear during this podcast quite often. Um, and so now we're in the final against Manchester City. It's a repeat of last year's final, um, which Arsenal won one nil. Um, let me. Uh, do you want to guess who the goal scorer was? Yep, that's right, Vivian Miedema. Um, she scored the winner last year at Wickham Wanderers Adams Park, um, and Arsenal won that game one nil. In fact, since uh, the Conti Cup was rebranded in two thousand and eleven, only Arsenal and Manchester City have won it. So Arsenal have won five of them, City have won two of them, um, and so that pattern's going to continue one way or another this Saturday. Um, the teams also met in the two thousand and fourteen final, which Manchester City won one nil. So, you know, these games are always. Uh, uh, very very tight games um, Arsenal played really really well last year and really deserved to win probably by more than one goal um, against City but at the time City had a few players who were struggling with injury um, whereas Arsenal didn't um, this time around it's the other way around unfortunately Arsenal have lost quite a few players through injury you know Jordan Nobbs tore her uh, cruciate ligament and is out for the season Dan Carter did that uh, last uh, the, on the last game of last season, we signed uh, new players in the summer: Tobia Kemmer and Vicky Schnaderbeck um, from Germany. Neither as well. Tobia Kemmer played for about a minute um, before getting a recurrence of a knee injury, but Vicky has yet to play. Uh, Leo Valti was an ever-present up until a couple of weeks ago, and she's got a knee injury and she's not going to play. And Leo Valti, for my money, even with the form that Vivian Medema's in, Leo Valti, I think, has possibly been Arsenal's best player this season. She plays in front of the back four. And, uh, you know, she's she's a real... Um, she's fantastic in the tackle. She's got two good feet. She keeps the ball moving. It's impossible to get the ball off of her. And uh, she's been a really big miss um, since she was injured. And this has kind of been the story for Arsenal in big games this season. Um, they went to Chelsea and won 5-0 in October, which was a bit of a freak result. But... But, you know, it's still a massive statement. And since then, you know, they even with the injuries, they've got enough to beat most teams. But, um, you know, they lost to Manchester City in December. They didn't have Kim Little. They didn't have Jordan Nobbs. That was too much. They played Chelsea at home in January. They lost 2-1. Again, no Jordan Nobbs. Um, Lisa Evans got injured in that game. And, you know, that was that was too much. They lost 3-0 at Chelsea in the FA Cup on Sunday and they were missing so many players. Leah Williamson, who we're going to talk to in a minute, um, didn't train the week before that game because she had a virus. Um, again, no Leah Volti. Lisa Evans was only fit enough for the bench. So Arsenal have just had these injury problems all season and um, unfortunately they're not going away for this game, which probably makes Manchester City favourites um, in truth. But it will probably be another very tight game decided by very small details. Um, by the way, if you want to watch the game, it's taking place uh, at Bramall Lane, Sheffield United's ground. It's a 12.15 kickoff on Saturday. They're doing that because obviously of the 3pm blackout in England, they wouldn't be able to show it at three o'clock. So um, they've gone with a slightly early kickoff. It is live in the UK on BT Sport 1. 
Um, and that means if you're not in the UK, not that we'd encourage you to use illegal streams, um, but you will probably be able to find one somewhere. Um, so yes, um, and and also what's what's quite interesting about this game as well is um, Joe Montemoro. He's he's very tactically flexible. He changes formations at will. He has a different game plan for every game, a different game plan for every opponent. Um, particularly switches between back three and back four, game to game, depending on the opposition. He's really a manager who's is very heavily into video analysis. His assistant manager is um, a video analyst, uh, and they really look to probe weaknesses um, of opponents. So it's it may not be anyone's guess who the starting eleven will be because there's not many, not much more than eleven fit players. But the shape he plays them in um, will be very very interesting to see. And of course, even with the injuries to the likes of Jordan Nobbs, who's a huge like I I can't really emphasise how big a miss that is. You know, someone who's got a claim to being the best player in the division. Um, it's just a huge miss but he has got and Arsenal have got Vivian Medema up front and what that means is they are always a goal threat um, and again we're going to talk to Leah Williamson in just a minute about about Vivian and, and the kind of confidence that she gives to the team it kind of, I, I usually don't like to draw comparisons to men's football but it kind of reminds me of Henri in the Invincibles you know you know that feeling you had when even when we weren't playing well and it was nil-nil and you kind of thought yeah but Henri's going to score in a minute so you know or, or if we went a goal down you'd think yeah but we haven't accounted for Omri's goal yet and that, that's kind of the feeling that Vivian Miedema gives you and uh, that's that's one of the many things um, I'm going to talk to Leah Williamson about in a minute and uh, I just want to say I'm hugely grateful to Leah for giving up her time particularly because she's still a little bit croaky in the voice um, at the moment and also hugely grateful to Arsenal um, for helping to set up the interview at London Colney um, it really wouldn't have worked in audio um, at the stadium where I usually interview the players so I'm hugely grateful to Rebecca James and everyone at Arsenal who who let me go down to London Colney and find a quiet room uh, to sit and chat with Leah for 15 minutes and uh, Leah's you know unashamedly probably my favourite interviewee she thinks very very deeply about the game um, and it's you know you have to remind yourself she's 21 sometimes because of the wisdom she speaks with and the experience she's got um, and she's a massive gooner as well as you'll hear all about so um, without further ado let's cross over to London Colney um, and catch up with Leah Williamson Okay, welcome back to this Ask Our Special building up to Saturday's Continental Tyres Cup final between Arsenal women and Manchester City women. I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by Arsenal centre-half Leah Williamson. Leah, thank you very much for joining us. Um, The first thing I wanted to ask was um, just for perhaps some of our listeners who don't know your kind of your history with Arsenal, as it were. um, It's fair to say that you're not just an Arsenal player since you were eight or nine years old. Yeah, nine. Since you were nine. um, But you've got a bit more history with Arsenal than that. Yeah, um, my grandparents on my mum's side um, are both from sort of London, surrounding areas. My granddad was from Camden. Uh, massive Arsenal fan, so it obviously filtered through. Um, we only lost a couple to sort of Liverpool or or ever along the way, um, but literally the whole side of my mum's family is Arsenal through and through. 
Um, my dad's actually a Tottenham fan. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so I had a bit of a choice to make. Um, but yeah, I've literally from from day one really. I went to one Tottenham game and chose uh, chose the right side, I suppose. Good to hear. And. Um, a lot of our listeners probably will barely remember um, a League Cup game from September 2006 at West Brom, um, yeah. which we won. To, I was there that night, actually. We won 2-0 with two goals from Jeremy Aliadier. And um, I, I'm not sure all of our listeners will remember that, but um, a special night for you. Would you like to explain why that was a special <laughs> yeah. night for you? Um, so at the time I was at the academy, it was my first year at um, Arsenal Centre of Excellence and they picked one one of us to be a mascot. Um, I don't know if it was random or whatever, but um, they called my mum and said, does Leah want to be a mascot tonight? And I'm a, I was a junior gunner as well, so um, obviously you're sitting there waiting for your day, hopefully, um, to get selected. And then mine come along, but we were actually holidaying. Uh, imbued in Cornwall mm-hmm. um, so hilarious we drove from Cornwall to the game just so I could be a mascot and then went back and had our holiday at the end of it so um, yeah it was uh, it was really nice actually um, being an Arsenal fan and everything growing up so yeah it was special for me and and of course there is um, uh, that, that photo lives on of you and Theo Walcott <laughs> yeah. Um, together, I'm not sure who looks younger out of the two of you. I in know, it, actually, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Um, yeah, at the time he was just like sort of that was he was relatively fresh to to Arsenal, so I was like, oh my god, picture with Theo. Um, that's on my grandma's fridge. So nice. And um, we're recording this on on the Tuesday before the the Saturday game. And uh, on Monday evening, the squad went out together, um, courtesy of Petr Cech. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Possibly the loveliest man in football. Um, basically, he just sort of recognised that we were having a really good season and um, wanted to sort of, you know, sort of celebrate with us and, and spend some time with the team. So, um, fair play to him. He came on his own. Um, his family are away on holiday, and uh, uh, yeah, he took us took us out um, just for a meal. But it was it was really nice of him. Um, just you know, sort of just have a chat um, away from the training ground and stuff. Um, but yeah, obviously really grateful to him for that but um, it just sort of shows how good of a season we're having that we're sort of turning heads and and stuff like that. That's great to hear and um, obviously final coming up on Saturday Um, you're still not 22 and this is your seventh final um, with Arsenal yes yeah so and obviously for you you had your first one in your hometown when you were 17 there have been a couple at Wembley as um, as you get kind of more seasoned in the build up to a final, does it become easier? Does it become easier to treat it like another game, or is there always that kind of um, that that kind of special atmosphere around um, the build up to a final? I'm really terrible with games. I normally don't even know who we're playing the next weekend until I walk into the tactical meeting. Um, just because you know playing at a club like Arsenal, you normally focus on yourself anyway, and then we focus on our team. But uh, when you sort of when a final's coming up it is such a big thing and the even you know like your family that that how it feels for them is obviously different from a normal day and stuff so there's always that special atmosphere like you say and there's always something a bit more you know um just more about the game um leading up to it but to be honest when I was younger I used to want to hide away from those games especially coming into the first team you know it is nerve-wracking it's horrible but the more you do it the more comfortable you are for the next one and the next one. And, um, yeah, I mean, I can't believe I've actually been in seven finals. So, um, yeah, I've been really fortunate to get that experience because some people wait their whole life for it. And then by the time it comes, you know, it's your first one, you're inexperienced and sort of passes you by. So a couple have passed me by, but um, 
I'm really excited for this one at the weekend. And obviously it's a repeat of last year's final. Um, and in recent years, Arsenal have been a bit of a cup team. Um, and after last year's final, beating Manchester City 1-0, I remember Joe kind of gave the, the kind of team talk in the huddle where he kind of said, look, this is Arsenal. This is about getting back to winning. This is about this being the beginning. Yeah. Um, do you think that game perhaps helped create some of the momentum and the conditions that have meant this year, for the first time in a few years, Arsenal are really challenging and arguably in the box seat in the title race? 100%. Um... As you say, we, we did become sort of a cup team. You know, every year I've been here, I've managed to bring home silverware, um, but we haven't won the league and we've always been too far away. Um, this is the first year that we've put ourselves in a position where we're still sort of, we're not playing catch up. Um, we are in the driving seat and, it, and we want it to stay that way. Um, obviously, we've got a couple of games in, in hand that, that we need to win um, to put us on top of the table. We're not quite there yet, but... Um, you know, we're, we're very much aware of the, what we have to do to, to bring home that trophy this year, um, which is just a position we've not been in um, the last six six years, really. Um, so when Joe came in, obviously our performance drastically sort of uh, changed. Mm. Um, we had one loss to Chelsea at last season, um, just after Christmas. And then from there, you know, we really, really picked up some momentum. The cup final was one of those games. Um, but yeah, it, it was important because a team like Arsenal needs to be feared or at least respected. And I think it had almost come a bit wish-washy. You know, will they, won't they? And um, I just think that put a bit more of a cemented, you know, no, this is Arsenal. We are who we are. Um, we're back to the way, you know, we want to play and um, stuff like that. So yeah, I think Joe was a perfect fit for us. The performances delivered. Um, with the philosophy that he brought in and that game was, was the start for me um, because since then we really have well you've, you've seen it you know the performances have drastically changed and um, I, I listened to an interview you did a couple of weeks ago with the UEFA website I think where you were asked about Vivian Medema yeah. and um, you, you used quite a nice phrase that was um, if you give her something she'll score if you give her nothing she'll probably still score yeah. which um, and as a defender particularly um, how much confidence does it give you knowing that, you know, if you keep if Arsenal keep a clean sheet, there's an excellent chance they'll win. Um, there's a lot of good goal scorers in the team, but I think Vivian Medema is something else. Oh, 100%. Um, being the same age as Viv, I've sort of grown up, you know, like not play, playing against her sometimes, but um, she's always been sort of there and I've always been very aware of the talent that she is because of um, how much people have always spoken about her and how spoke, how highly they have spoken of her. Um, but yeah, she's just incredible in front of the in front of goal. Um, what makes me laugh is that the way that we play here and and we you know we try to deliver a, a ball for her in the box to to tuck away. But you know this is Viv and the talent that she has. She could score from anywhere um, whenever she wanted. That you know that's the sort of mm. feeling you get about her. Um, and as you say, if anything, the reason I've been disappointed in some of our performances is because we know if we do keep a clean sheet, we you know we've got a great chance of winning the game because. If, if not Viv, there's a, a whole host of people waiting to, to take that role on, but she's a goal scorer. And um, I think when you're going into a cup final and games like that, where you know that both teams are going to be at a really high level um, and it's going to come down to a bit of magic, you see last year as a perfect, <laughs> it's literally a perfect example of that, that moment because that was almost half a chance and she created the easiest goal scoring chance she could. So, um, yeah, no, she's incredible. And especially for, like I say, I know if I do my job, she's going to do hers. 
And um, we spoke a little bit about what it's like um, to build up in a kind of cup final week. And uh, unfortunately, I feel like I, whenever I talk with one of the players or with Joe this year, the subject of injuries always comes up because yeah, it's yeah. been so dominant. Um, you know, some of the injured players, some of whom are in their first season and are going to miss the game on Saturday, which is a huge shame for them. Yeah. And then, you know, people like Jordan and Dan who are going to miss out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what if, what's it kind of... What's it like for them at the moment, and and how have, how are they? I don't want to say dealing with the build-up, but um, how how are the, how are they staying integrated, or or are they you know, um, or are they not staying integrated for their for their own good almost? I think um, it's funny we had a conversation yesterday where you know it, it's hard being an injured player when we're in a situation like we are. We desperately need people to come back um, to full fitness, and our, our squad is is wearing thin at the minute um, but there's nothing they can do to help other than get themselves fit really mm. um, so in a good environment in a professional environment which is what we have and where the players all know what the goal is <clears throat> those girls share the same goal as us they just have to work on it in a different way um, they spend hours in the gym you know you, it's one of those things you look as a, a fit player a healthy player and you think I don't actually know if I could do that because it just looks like the hours that they put in are just 10 times more than us kind of thing. Um, Every single time I walk into the gym, there will be somebody in there um, just sort of, you know, um, grafting away and and trying to get themselves back fit. But for the final on Saturday, um, everybody's travelling, the whole squad, injured or not, um, will spend, you know, the night there on the Friday and and the build-up. And like you say, we're a team that this is just the beginning Mm. Um, effectively of this sort of new era um, if you want to call it that so it's important that they're at least there and they at least feel how we feel and and the whole team's together because hopefully this is going to be the first final of many for the people in this in this squad Um, even you know like you say it's been terrible luck that some of the girls haven't even it's their first year and it would have been the first final Um, but yeah uh, we're going down together we'll we'll stay together you know we are a team Mm. and that's what we do but Ultimately, those girls know that they just need to get themselves back as quick as possible for them, for their sakes, but also for ours. So, um, yeah, we've got quite a good understanding at the moment that we leave them to... It's almost us leaving them to do their thing um, and supporting them um, for when they can come back because ultimately, right now, we need the help on the pitch and, and they can't offer that to us yet. And um, we know Joe's uh, fairly flexible in terms of formations, um, probably hasn't had the opportunity with selections as much this yeah. season, but um, we know he likes to tweak things in terms of having a different game plan for every game. Yeah. Um, as we talk three, four days before the final, do you, and, and obviously there's a game tomorrow night as well and a very big game, but do you know yet from Joe... Um, what the game plan might be or do you know and I'm not asking you to tell me yeah, <laughs> obviously yeah. but um, do you have an idea of what the starting lineup and the starting formation might be yet? I think due to injuries and stuff I think it's probably not the hardest thing in the world to pick our, our starting lineup at the minute um, but generally Yeovil is just as important of a game tomorrow night in terms of like I say bringing home that league that league trophy so and the title so um We'll deal with tomorrow and then obviously we'll we'll get back to work straight away um, for Saturday. But yeah, obviously, like I say, it's a cup final. So, of course, it's in the forefront of our minds. And I think we have a good idea of what we're going to do. But um, work will start for that after Yeovil. And hopefully tomorrow we can sort of use it as a, um, you know, sort of getting the outcomes that we really need to to build into 
into the week. But ultimately, a good performance tomorrow hopefully means that we'll we'll take that into Saturday. And uh, obviously for Manchester City as well, um, they've got threat all over the pitch really, but um, particularly on the counter with the likes of Nikita Parrish, Georgia Stanway, who when yeah. we played them in December kind of, um, you know, had had some fun on the counter attack. Yeah. How um, how difficult is it to deal um, with that? with that kind of threat particularly with really quick players like that I always think as a, as a defender I think it's one of the, the the most it's the position on the pitch I think that you use your head the most and, and your body the least um, out of everybody and I think as a defender you can always sort of gamble and hope that you get one up on your striker but when it comes to obviously pace and, and things like that it really is down to to what you know, it's nature, isn't it? So, um, unfortunately, when you're playing against somebody with pace, it does change the game a little bit because you have to make wiser decisions um, because you know they can hurt you. But I think if we're organised and as a team that likes to press, hopefully we can get some good pressure on the ball like we did last year, and then that sort of limits that threat. But um, yeah, when it comes down to pace, and we have it in our team, so we know what we can do to other people. Mm. So um, we're very aware of their threat, but. Hopefully, like I say, that that won't even come into it at the weekend because we'll be organised and uh, and we'll be pressing hard. And a final question: um, Obviously, Arsenal and Manchester City are probably well; they are the two biggest uh, kind of players in the title race this season. And Chelsea are kind of there or thereabouts, but really, it looks like it's between Arsenal and Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Do you think Saturday's game, whichever way it goes, could have any kind of psycholo- psychological impact on the title race? Uh. No, I don't. I think um, Manchester City being as professional as they are, um, us being as professional as we are, I think that it's a one-off game and that's generally what it is and whoever takes home the trophy, you know, um, has had a successful day and I think I think the good thing is that the international break comes straight after um, for both teams because I know that they'll want to push on with their sort of title, title hopes as well. So um, I think... The fact that it is before the international break, it'll be a one-off this week, we'll go into it. And then after that, both of us, regardless if we win or lose, we'll have to crack on, basically. There is no time to, to sort of rest or, or celebrate or drown your sorrows, um, whatever the result is. So I think, obviously, when you play teams, for example, Chelsea probably had a little bit more confidence at the weekend just because of the previous mm. result, as you as you probably would. Um, but I think we know what women's football is like, and especially in, in the WSL, there's not that many games and anything can change all the time. So if you lose focus for one of those games, um, you know, you're shafting yourself really. So I think that's why tomorrow is is the most important thing right now. And then as soon as that's put to bed, then the cup final will be. Um, and I think I would like to think as a professional setup that they would be thinking the same thing. OK, Leah, thank you very much. And no all the best on Saturday and hopefully speak to you again with the trophy tucked under your yeah, arm on Saturday. Let's hope so, let's hope so. Thank you very much. 
Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. And a massive thank you to Arsenal defender Leah Williamson for joining us on this Ask Cast special, um, not least because when I introduced the idea of doing a bit of an audio interview for a podcast, she, you know, she was slightly dubious because uh, Paulie has been under the weather a little bit um, this past week and hasn't had much of a voice. But um, I think you can see why when you listen to her speak, why I kind of insisted um, that we push ahead because she's she's always been such a great interviewee. Um, you know, sometimes you have to remind yourself that she's 21 years old. She's not 22 until next month. Uh, both when she speaks and when she plays, you have to remind yourself of her age because she's been around for so long. She's got over 100 Arsenal appearances. To reiterate, Saturday will be her seventh cup final as an Arsenal player before her 22nd birthday. This is um, an extraordinary young player we're talking about and when she speaks as well it's it's really clear that she you know she really analyzes situations very quickly um and very perceptively i you know often speak to her seconds after the final whistle's gone um at a game and and she's already kind of got locked in her head what's happened why it's happened um what should have happened you know she's she's very very keen um, like that and and obviously the end of her playing career is some years away yet but I think she's got a real future as an analyst um, if she wants to um, or to be a coach because she's got a really really not just a great football brain she's you know she's incredibly smart and um, I, I really think that came across in this interview she's she's very wise beyond her years and I think a really undervalued figure um, in women's football in England I don't know if it's just because she's everybody knew about her from such a young age that I feel like she's almost taken for granted in terms of her talent uh, for my money and yeah maybe I'm a bit biased she's she for me is the best centre-half in the country um, and, and I think she has been for the last year or so and um and and yet she's never really spoken about in those terms and I, I just wonder if it's because her talent became so obvious from a young age that people almost don't notice it um, but you know she's an extraordinary footballer um, and, and you know a nice person as well and I think um, that really came across and I think you can see why I, I wanted to speak uh, to Leah particularly in a kind of podcast setting um, and you know obviously as you heard big Arsenal fan to um, big kind of history with Arsenal absolutely loves this club um, I interviewed her recently after her 100th appearance and you know she she started crying because you know she 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 really really loves this football club which is fantastic um, for Arsenal and hopefully it means she has a, a really long future here um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode, this kind of, um, at the moment, a bit of a one-off, but, you know, if it gets millions and millions of downloads, perhaps we'll consider doing something like that again. Um, but to reiterate, uh, the, the Conti Cup final between Arsenal women and Manchester City women takes place this Saturday, the 23rd of February. It's being played at Bramall Lane, so if you're in the area... 
um, you know, do go down and buy a ticket. I'm sure they'll be available on the door. Um, I think they're about £10 for adults and £3 for children. Um, Arsenal are also running coach travel um, to the game if you're if you're in North London and fancy travelling up. Um, and the game's on BT Sport 1. And obviously on Ask Blog News, we will have all of the build-up. Um, this podcast forms part of that, obviously. The usual match preview will go out on Friday. We'll also have an additional article um, detailing how the girls got to the final, and that will come out on Friday morning as well. And uh, we'll have exclusive player reaction on the site on Saturday afternoon after the game, um, hopefully when Arsenal are hoisting the trophy once more. But um, let's see. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. And, you know, good luck to Joe Montemoro and the girls on Saturday. flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com 